Good morning, everyone. My name is Casey Sampson. I'm from the Casey Sampson team. I'm here today with Mike Filan, who's a vice president and one of the senior loan officers over at First Heritage Mortgage, one of the top mortgage lenders in the area. Uh, I have Billy Sampson here, one of my top producing agents <clears throat> for the Casey Sampson team. And today, we're going to have a market update on what's going on with the coronavirus, how this is affecting the real estate market. I'm not going to get into all of the medical issues. I mean, those happen on a daily basis. We're going to get into how this is going to affect the mortgage market, how this affects the real estate market, what the new techniques realtors are using, some of our uh, really powerful things that are going on to uh, kind of that this has forced us into. You know, I always say Chrysop, I use the term Chrysop, crisis creates opportunities. So some of the things I'm going to talk about today really just blow your mind. I know that when I first started Coffee with Casey, my first show said it's not your parents' real estate market anymore. Well, what I'm going to talk about today would blow your mind on, on what, it, what we talked about even way back then, you know, two years ago. So let's get into this. Uh, so we're going to talk about where the market is right now. Um, and, and basically, if we have that chart, if you could throw that, show that chart. So on Monday, all of the contracts come into the Cardinal Title Group, which is Samson Properties Settlement and Title Company. And they come in and show the contracts for the week. So on Monday, the contracts that came in really set a record for how many contracts were brought in here at Samson Properties. So it was a banner week. I mean, Pam reported that she was fighting it out with two contracts. So as far as things are going, let's take a look. So the green that you see up here, that is February 2019 versus February 2020. So, so let me just, let's go to Arlington. So we were basically, Arlington was down about 1% for the year in February, and 14% in March. And that goes all the way to March 22nd. So as you can see that Fairfax County was up 11%, and now for the March, we're down 4%. Prince William, look at, look at Prince William and Loudoun County, how they have an increase in their sales for March overward. So Billy and I were talking about this, and basically in Arlington, where everybody's very compressed, yeah. This thing is having a major impact on people getting out of their condos or traveling. In fact, I think they're getting freaked out. Yeah. So I think the more populated your area is, the more freaked out you are becoming. And then as you get wider, you see that now the sales are right. not as, uh, getting as effective as much. Right. So, you know, as far as that's concerned, we're basically up 5% in Northern Virginia over February. And in March, we're up 3%. So is this a catastrophe that hit the stock market? It is not. So if you have Cardinal Title reporting record contracts in, we're seeing it getting multiple contracts on ours, um, you know, and we see that the sales are up. So, so really the state of the real estate market is, we would say, in flux, but not a real tragedy. We need to adjust some of the things that we're doing. The open houses are out. So we're going to talk about what that means, uh, having you know not doing the open houses, um, but let's let's go with let's let me ask you one question. Here's the first question everybody's got to ask themselves: Am I participating in a recession? In other words, am I affected? I can tell you that Marty Volk is in a recession right now, at the Vienna Inn. 
I can tell you that people that own restaurants are in a recession. Some of them may call it a depression. Why? They got to pay rent. They got to pay employees. What are you going to do? You cut me off. You know, my business is down 80 or 90 percent, and they are in shock. Okay, so they are participating in a recession. It's a depression for some of them. Okay. But nine out of 10 of the major corporations in the Washington metropolitan area, it is not affecting and will not affect. These are people that work for Innova Hospital, for MedStar, for you know, um, uh, Lidos, Capital One, um, General Dynamics, University of Maryland, all the public schools, all the government people. You know, so there are a lot of people that this is not affecting. So although sometimes you know, they say that when your neighbor loses their job, you're in a recession, and when you lose a job, you're in a depression, right? right? For some people, this is a medical scare and an inconvenience that I can't go out to my nice restaurant. And you have to ask yourself, you know, what percentage of the people are in a depression, recession, or basically scared and inconvenienced right now? Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the answer is that a lot of people still have to buy houses, they still have to go out, there are sellers that have pulled their house off the market because they don't want people coming through their house. So what that's done is it's driven the inventory down. So if the inventory goes down, that's the problem that's starting this already, okay? So my major concern was last month. My major concern was we had 41 contracts that came in on a listing. We had 12 contracts coming on this listing, 10 contracts coming on that listing. And I'm listing them at, at appraised value. And I mean, it, they were, we had one house went up $100,000. Now that scares me, okay? Because I've lived through, you guys are too young, but I've lived through, you know, inflation. I've lived through 17% interest rates. So it concerns me when the market is too hot. So what this is, is a bucket of cold water is thrown on the market, at least a portion of the market it is thrown cold water on. Is it gonna kill the market? No. Is it, is it going to, does it mean we have to operate in different ways? The answer is yes. So the major component of the real estate market is financing. Can we get financing, you know? And uh, in 2008, the answer was no. And, 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 and in fact, I was shocked watching 60 Minutes the other night when the head, the president of the Fed in Minnesota said, yeah, we made a mistake in 2008. We shut down the financing. We, we, we made the financing available to a very few that really didn't need it. And the, the small business owners were totally ignored. Right. They were totally thrown out. And he said, we're not going to do that this time because when you throw out all those small businesses and all their employees, it took them forever to get going again. They were, it took them 10 years, he said. It took them 10 years. So this is a little bit different. This Fed uh, chairman stood up and said, you know, obviously they're throwing a trillion or a trillion seven out at them. We're going to make sure the mortgage markets are, are liquid. We're going to make sure the money is available. We're going to make sure the interest rates are down. And it was, it was uh, comforting to an extent. So, so how you're sitting here every day watching the bonds jump up and down. Give me, right. give me your assessment of this crazy market we got. So you touched on a little bit. Um, the last couple of weeks, how there was some volatility and, and instability. And several weeks ago, rates were extremely low in the, the low threes. Right. Um, 
a week, week and a half ago, we had a lot of volatility where rates were shooting up and down, up and down from right. mid threes to close to 5%. Right. Um, as you had said, the, the Fed is- Now, as a, as a yeah. former mortgage banker- Right, it's a big that swing. That freaks you out. That's a big I mean, swing. 150 basis points, 100, freaks you out yeah. when it goes out. And you were a lender yeah. too. You, mm-hmm. We were all lender. So go ahead. Yeah, no, so that, we had huge swings, you know, and, and uh, from three and a half to almost 5%, I mean, that's a full percent and a half. That's the kind of swing that could take a year or two to, to happen, and right. that was happening in a day. Well, over the last week, the Fed has stepped in and has started stabilizing rates um, in both treasuries as well as mortgage-backed securities. So every day, the Federal Reserve is in buying up lots of mortgage bonds and lots of treasuries to help keep rates stable and to keep them low, to force them lower. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been in the news lately is maybe there'll be a check for $1,000 a month coming out to some people uh, in several weeks or, you know, maybe several Whatever they times. get around to it. Sure, yeah, right. sure. Yeah. And, um, and that, that's a great form of stimulus. Yeah. But low interest rates are a fantastic form of stimulus, really. So, you know, everybody's credit card payments are going down. Everybody's student loan payments, their auto loans could go down. With all of these rates being pushed lower by the Fed, as well as mortgage rates, it's a big stimulus where people can save money in every aspect of their borrowing. Right. And and one more thing, over the last week, rates have stabilized. So, okay. so we're, where are we're, they right now? Where's a 30-year fixed mortgage at right now? Yeah, 30-year fixed now is back in the low threes. Okay. I'd say three and a half, maybe to three and a quarter. So right. we're in great shape. Now great let's shape. talk about, and, and this is a requirement for us, Billy, when we take these listings in, people will come in because of the volatility in this. Mm-hmm. When you're doing a contract, then we're forcing the buyers to lock it in. Sure. Uh, don't be fishing around and then all of a sudden have your interest rate go from 325 to 4% and then kick out the contract because you didn't lock it in. So we're requiring that when a buyer comes in, not only do they have a lender that they can depend on, one of the big (laughs) correspondent lenders like First Heritage, we're requiring that they lock that in. And we want to know where are your funds coming from? In other words, are you relying on borrowing against your 401k, which may or may not be there when the time comes? Where are your Funds to settle, where is that coming from? So, right. you know, things are changing a little bit. We have to keep our eye on it. So, but, you know, the interest rates drive. Now, when we talk about Chrysop, we're in a crisis. Some people are going through, we see it every day on TV, they're going through a depression because they can't get to work, they can't open their restaurant. But those nine out of 10, business, you know, big, large corporations, those, you know, people that are not participating in the recession, they see opportunities when the interest rates go down. Absolutely. That's when they start to make their move. Absolutely. You know? So let's switch over from, let's switch over to, and, and it's interesting, Billy, because when I first talked to you, <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought you were going to jump out of, a, out of a, you know, off a building or something, because <laughs> you deal with a lot of 30-somethings that are coming out of Arlington yep. or buying around in Arlington, and your, your mood was not good. No. You know? Um, I think... January and February was crazy. Yeah. So I was out. I mean, I was showing four or five properties a day. Literally, I ratified a contract on New Year's. So it right. was crazy, right? Yeah. And now everything kind of grinds to a stop on the showing side um, in, in Arlington. Just because my demographic in Arlington, people are taking this 
very serious. Now you know why. It's condensed. Yeah. Right. If, if you live in a condo or an apartment building, there's a thousand people that you live with. Like, right. That you're stacked on top of. Right. Um, so I think it's a little bit different in Arlington as it is out in Loudoun where, you know, you're, you're more dispersed. Um, but yeah, whenever I was talking, I was like, I don't got anything to do. Like, I, I'm used to, the, I, you know, I'm used to showing. He was so depressing. <laughs> I was like, Billy, I don't think you could come on the show tomorrow. I think you, gotta, you need to see a therapist or something. Yeah. And also, you know, the, the market was down a little bit yesterday, but it's backed up eight, eight points today. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, I think it's a great time to buy. Um, you know, there's there in, in January and February, a lot of people were losing out on, on contracts because there was 20, 30 contracts being submitted. I mean, um, now, you know, only the serious, serious buyers are out. Um, so the, the people that lost out on uh, on a contract in January and, and February, it's a great time to circle back. Right. Absolutely. Left on the market. Did I just do something? No. Oh, okay. I thought I heard myself. No. Um, anyways, to circle back, um, and uh, like you said, it's a Christ op, right? So there's opportunities out there to buy right now. Um, I think there is. I, I you know, <clears throat> we look at it, and and I do the predictive analysis, which yeah. I'm going to talk about here in a second, and I can see that. Where I would normally predict 12 to 15 contracts coming in, I could predict three or four right. or five. So I want to talk about the predictive analysis and all, but, but I asked you to call up all the agents at the Casey Sampson team. And again, we'll talk with everybody at our meeting today. Yeah. And you talked to Pam and Pat and everybody else and got a kind of an opinion from them that their buyers are still in. Yeah, buyers are still which in. Which are dealing out here. Yeah. So buyers are, are, are still <clears throat> in. Um, one of our alt agents, like you said, uh, she's... She's battling in, in multiple contract yeah. situations right now. All um, weekend. Another, All weekend. Uh, another one of our alt agents, uh, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. She said that one of her clients she hadn't talked to in a year. And all yeah. of a sudden, he's like, hey, now's the time to go out and buy. Like, I'm ready to go buy. Yeah. Um, I, I was also reading an article in February, I think, year over year, the pre-approvals were up like 10 to 17%. Right. So, I mean, like you said, this is not 2008 where the banks are closing and the, yeah. the financing is closing. They're actually, you know, opening it up and... and Having the flexibility to... The prequels sure. are the big deal. Right. Because right. that's the precursor of, do we have people coming out or not? Yeah. Absolutely. So we've got all our people prequaled. Are you seeing more prequal people in? I am. Yeah. You are? Yeah. Still seeing a lot of prequels. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on real quick was you had mentioned 2008 and the Fed, how they had slimmed things down as far as uh, the actual available right, buying pool. six feet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I promised my wife. I could come do this if I stayed six feet away from everybody. So, no high fives on camera, guys. That's right, virtual. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, where the Fed and, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac had kind of tightened up their um, lending requirements, right. we're seeing a lot of things opening up right now. Right. right. And, um, you know, we have a lot of 100% financing programs. Right. Or even up to a million and a half. 90% financing is available. Wow. Wow. So one of the things, you know, people are a little concerned that, all right, you know, temporarily the stock market has come down some. I don't want to sell as much of my stocks to put a big down payment down. Right. So we're doing larger uh, loan amounts, less, less money down. Right. And then we can recast their payments. So a lot of clients are like, all right, I'll just put 5 or 10% down right now. And then when the markets bounce up, right. uh, I'll take some of that money out, pay it down, and then recast my payments. So there's a lot of options there that people are taking advantage of. Yeah, yeah and, and mm -hmm. just like you're saying on the financing being more flexible, NVAR, has a, uh, they um, put together a COVID-19 addendum, which is making our contract on the real estate side being more flexible. You know, if, if we need to push a financing um, contingency or an appraisal contingency, 
uh, back because of um, the inability. For whatever reasons. Exactly. Right. That COVID-19 addendum is allowing us to be a little bit more flexible um, and not have to kick out a contract because, right. you know, the, the buyer and the seller both want to buy and sell, but our contingencies are up. So well, and that's, that addendum that's is allowing protecting us, us should they close the bank, should they close, you know, yeah, should they close us or whatever. But whatever. let's be clear that when they talk about essential personnel or essential offices, they're closing down non-essential things. Real estate companies, uh, mortgages, banks, all of these things are still open. All yeah. the hospitals, yeah, yeah, all yeah. healthcare things. I mean, the list of what's open was really amazing. I'm like, yeah. well, what are you closing? A couple of dress shops and some, yeah, like uh, some of my hairdressers. Bars. So now I got to live like a hippie for a little <laughs> while. I got to live like Ethan, for God's sake. I'm look like Ethan in about, you know, four weeks, for goodness sakes. So, so is everything open for business? Yes. And that now, was one of the questions that one of our sellers and buyers had was, hey, with this coronavirus, am I going to be able to have a, yeah. a radon test? Am I going to be able to have a home inspection? And the answer sure. is yes. We still have inspectors um, that are out. Appraisers are still out. We got 15 settlements. They better keep this place yeah. open. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> I'll make sure I'm here to get this thing closed. <laughs> but one of the things that, speaking of appraisers, that Fannie and Freddie have done is on new purchases, you might not need an appraisal. A desktop appraisal might be fine. Wow. And also on refinances, you might only need a, uh, a drive-by appraisal now as well. So um, they're definitely doing a lot of things to loosen up the markets. I don't want to get too close unable. to 2008. No, there well, some, I mean, they're, they're still in supporting the, the values. And but, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, for those of you that want to stick around, I'm just going to do a bring you up to date from 2006 to today of what exactly happened and how we got ourselves into this before sure. and why I don't think it's happening again. But let me just address a couple changes that, that, that we've implemented. First um, is the listing appointment. So when we do a listing appointment, we can do a virtual listing appointment. In other words, I can be sitting in my office, Billy can be sitting in his office, the seller can be sitting in their home, and we can do a full listing presentation online. So we could do a virtual listing presentation. I really need to see the kitchen, the bathrooms. I need to do a final inspection eventually if they're going to go with us. I'll do the final inspection. We'll do a to-do list, and then we'll start working things out. But we don't have to go to somebody's house. We don't have to walk into somebody's house if they're uncomfortable with that. We can do a virtual listing presentation, which really worked out fine. You know, in fact, I might like it because you could do a virtual listing appointment from pretty much anywhere. So I <laughs> might go down to Naples and see Cliff Dumas and hang out and say, I got to got to go into the next room for a listing appointment. You know, yeah, really. but um, but if that's what the sellers feel comfortable with, we can accommodate that. And and so you're going to see more and more people be able to do virtual things like this and get the word out and and communicate using computers instead of driving to somebody's house and going through all that. So, mm -hmm. so when I say crisis and opportunity, this really forces you into the whole next phase. So let me give you another example of the next phase. We talk about this is not mom and pop real estate anymore. So based on the technology we have, we can predict before we launch a house how many contracts it's going to have, how many visitors it's going to have, what the final price is going to be. So we can do all of that predictive analysis during the coming soon period. We can spike things the way we want. We have total control during that period. And based on the traffic we see online, based on the traffic we see from the realtors, based on the reception we see from the buyers, which we see all of it, um, we can project, are we on the number or not? Mm -hmm. Perfect example. The reason why we came up with this yeah. was we had a house that was worth 750000 
I thought it was worth about 765, maybe 770, but it was in a market of just 750s and below. 600, 700. So, <clears throat> so we went out, we went on the market, and I'm watching right out of the gate, and all of a sudden, instead of everybody looking at it and then having it fade, nobody came online. Nobody looked at it. There was no reception. There was nobody saying it was their favorite. There was no one looking at this house. So we had to wait 20 days before, I, before we could move the price because obviously the threshold was under 750. We missed all the buyer pool. So, but we couldn't do it immediately. We had to wait. So at that time, we got together. I said, Billy, we have to think of something where we can predict whether we've hit this or not. So what we did was we said, fine. We're going to take the coming soon period, and that's going to be a major marketing period for us. So we're coming out of the gate. We're coming out looking good with all our pictures and our websites and everything. We're going to get it in the hands of the realtors that are 90% of the, have 90% of the buyers. We're going to get it out to the public. We're going to, I mean, we're going to really market this thing prior to launch. So right before launch, we hit them one more time. We do one more time, and that gives me a final feel for how many favorites do I have? How many likes do I have? How many loves do I have? You know, what's going on? So Billy and I are looking at this data, and we're like, you know what? We can tell you whether we're on the number and how many contracts by the algorithms that we use. And, and it was funny. The first week out of it, I said, oh, Pam, you're going to have 18 to 20 contracts this weekend. Make sure you're ready for this. Make sure you have enough brochures because from what we're looking at, you're going to get Slammed. murdered. Yeah. And she had 17 contracts, wow. and they, she cut it off at noon because that's Pam. When Pam says 12 o'clock, it's 12 o'clock. It, it, you know, when she says get your contracts in, you better have your contracts in. Pam doesn't mess around. <laughs> so I said, Pam, if you left it open for just another hour or two, I think we would have hit our number of 18 to 20, you know. But the, how does that help us now? Well, let's say that we have a house and we're getting ready to launch that house, and it's not a slam dunk. I mean, it's not a slam dunk. It's not the most beautiful house of all time. It's not in the right price range or in a school district or whatever. So, so we market the heck out of it in the coming soon, and all of a sudden we see it's not getting any reception. Nobody likes it. And so we're not going to launch the house and, and have it fall flat on its face. So if the virus is, is, for whatever reason, shutting down one market, and we look at it, say, you're just not getting any reception at this price, we can tell the seller beforehand, we just need to defer. Mm -hmm. We need to wait. We need to not go on the market yet. You know, we haven't gone on, so we don't have to come off. We haven't gone on yet. So, so we can actually advise the seller that we're good to go. You should have four to eight contracts. You should have this kind of traffic. We're on the number. We know we're on the number, and we know the buyers are out there. So in this time of unpredictability, is there anyone out there? We already know. So um, I think that the two major things that this uh, um, crisis has really brought out is the ability to predict whether your market is still there before you launch and the ability to meet with sellers, look at their house, do the presentations, and go all that before we even walk in the house. And, and that's one of the things where when you have, you know, young, bright, uh, you know, people on your team and with, with uh, Billy and Kelly and Colby and Pat and, you know, and Pam and, and uh, Kelly, I mean, these things just, how do we do this and how do we do that? Michelle, our communication director, 
is sitting there and she calls me up and goes, yeah, you're going to be doing Zoom from now on. I said, what are you talking about doing Zoom? Well, Morgan is terrified. I'm 62. I got asthma. You know, you're going to die and all that. And she, rightly so, she's, a, you know, she's concerned. And she's more concerned than I am. I'm a Marine and a football coach. I don't have a lot of concern about a lot of stuff. So, uh, but Michelle said, yeah, here's what we're going to do. You're going to do uh, virtual um, listing appointments. You're going to be on Zoom. I'm going to arrange the whole thing. You're going to be able to give them your entire listing presentation online, which is probably easier for me. And um, she said, yeah, this is the way we're going to do it. Well, you know, I mean, your mind. <laughs> Jesus, what are you talking about, you know? So when you see things that the Casey Sampson team does, the predictive analysis, the virtual online, that, I mean, we launched 25 houses and 22 of them went under contract like that. Well, that's not an accident. This is, you know, only 40% of the houses out there are under contract. 60% are not under contract. So this is not a slam dunk. I mean, if you're going to operate in a market like this, you better be operating with a professional. You better have a loan officer that's working at one of the, one of the major correspondent lenders in the area, not Q loans, what do you call them? Quicken. Quicken loans, not internet loans, not Bob's loans, not anything like that, not SunTrust, not Bank of America, not, not Wells Fargo. Banks are not the best place to get your mortgages. Your mortgage comes, there's a professional classification called correspondent lenders. Okay, and a correspondent lender underwrites their own loans, professional loan officers. If you need to pick up the phone at 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to talk to Mike Filan. I'm not talking to an 800 number on, on, uh, at Bank of America. So we're very picky on who comes in with our loans. 